Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. I hit 12 out of 14 fairways, and the two I missed were like three yards off the fairway. Um, I think I hit every approach shot over the green. And I had 8 million putts. 12 fairways, 0 greens, and 8 million putts. So you shot 8 million and and 12? Yep. Gotcha. Hello? Oh, man. We live? What's up? I thought I smelled something. <laughs> are, are we are, are we shooting video? We're live. No, we're live. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> what's up, boys? What's hey, up, man? Brother. I haven't talked to you in a minute. I know. I know what's going on. What's new? No, nothing much. Just same old, same old bullshit. You get now, that? Just have... Did you get that article I sent you guys? No, I saw that. I seen it. You saw it. Okay. I lo- yeah. I, if you got, if you guys are, are you, Mike? You're gonna edit all this, right? Yeah. All right. So if you guys just read it real quick, I mean, kind of a breakdown was what's Ty? I think his name's Ty Gingrich. Plays for UC. Him and his buddy. Um, I think the kid's name's Cole Harris. We're in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Four Ball, and I, I talked to Doug today. <laughs> the kid. So the kid. The rules of golf state that if you have a split grip, the kid uses an arm lock putter, but he's got like two grips connected to it. And the rules of golf state that you have to have at least an inch and a half of space between the two grips. And this kid, there's space, but it was half an inch. And they got the ruler out and they measured it. And it was deemed uh, illegal. And the kids got disqualified from the quarterfinal match. That's that's the dumbest rule I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Isn't that wild? My question is, he, I saw him last week at Cloverneck. He was following a few of the um a few of the UC guys and and the marquee practice round group of Anthony McCaglia, Andrew Dorn, Will Grimmer. I forget who else was in it, but someone else worth following for Doug. I played with Ty like a couple years back and like who the hell would even be noticing or like would even know that role and notice that shit. That's what I want to know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, well, I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Why, why do you have a, why do you have two grips on an arm lock? I guess would be my first question for the kid. But then secondly, like you said, I mean, none of us knew that rule. Well, it's like the old belly putters when they had like that short grip at the top for your like for your left hand, and then like the long grip on the on the bottom for your right hand. So yes. I guess that's like the two grip thing. But dude, I played in a tournament last week, and this kid tried to take it on playable in a hazard, and I told him he couldn't. And he called a rules official over, and they're looking through the book, and I'm like, we really have to look up through the book for this rule. You can't right. do that. It's a hazard. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're telling me, yeah. So you're yeah. telling me that this guy fucking knows every rule, including this stupid fucking grip rule. 
that that sounds you know what that sounds like that sounds like an AJGA parent calling in type shit right there you know like wow like a parent watching or something but all right anyways i figured i figured we could touch on that too at some point but i didn't know what the editing was so now that i know that um whenever you guys want to get going i'm i'm ready oh we're going oh, we're already, we're already going. going all right jared howard's here i'm going to i'm going to lead off with a few nice things about jared before before he gets really mad at me and we start fighting but Jared is a very close friend of mine. He's a good friend of Dave's as well. Um, we were college roommates for four years, college teammates at University of Cincinnati. Professional golfer, one of the best golfers I've ever played with. Um, All-around good dude. And that's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys, first and foremost. And secondly, then, I don't know how many – you must not be playing with very good, many good golfers, Mike, if I'm one of the best golfers you've played with. Oh, come um, on. First, first, I got a Mike Wolf story. So this was here we go. senior year of high school. We're both getting oh, recruited. Um, I'm trying to think. We, I think the first time I met him was that we actually played together at the state championship at Ohio State Scarlet. Mike went to Moeller, out to Dublin Jerome. And I think we played the final day. And that's when we both – connected and realized we were going to UC together. So play that round a couple months later. UC was still on quarters, I think, at the time. Yeah. So so we started class in September. So Mike and I, like around August, um, went down to Traditions, which is our old home course. I think now they play at Coldstream, but played at traditions and played 18 holes. And I think Mike shot like 66 or 67 bogey free. And I was like, shit, I got to get my act together here before I go to college. (laughs) Uh, So that was my first memory, Mike Wolf. And then D Wetterick, longtime friend as well, growing up at uh, Clover Nook, which congratulations again with the success of the Clover Nook open. I know I've yet to play in it, but been following from a distance and it's really cool what you're doing up there with that event. Thanks, um, I just you. think you're taking, I think you're doing everything right, David, like what needs to be done when it comes to mini tour golf and just a sustainable tour for, you know, amateurs and, and new pros, old pros alike, just looking to, to get to the next level. But I'm trying to think of my first David Wetterick experience i mean the wetterick family is obviously well known in cincinnati and i think all three of i mean you and your two brothers and i we probably all connected out at clever nook like i said just playing those money games out in college and then with you going to wittenberg and us kind of knowing the same crowd of people you know connected that way so yeah boys it's been fun um Obviously, all of our golfing journeys have kind of crossed, and it's been fun to watch what you two are doing with this podcast, and or I guess listen what you guys are doing with this podcast, and and happy to be on. Oh yeah, we're happy to have you on, and thanks. Wow. appreciate the Kerbinuk talk too, man. Mike yeah. played in the pro am. We're we're working on getting him to play in the tournament. So, who's that big, wolf? Yeah, baby yeah. steps. You know. 
I mean, uh, yeah, I know he probably charges an appearance fee, David. I get it. I'm sure the appearance <laughs> fee was a lot. Yeah. He had a social. He had a social media manager hit me up about it too. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, it, but you, hey, you got him for the pro am, like you said. Next step is the event. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, Are you guys finished? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> for now. Yeah, we're good. Dude, I, I was trying to chime in there. <laughs> Couldn't find my spot, and you guys just <laughs> make me laugh. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm David. I'm just honored to be on the same podcast as 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 Mike Wolf. You know, all right, all right, all right. right. The son of Mel Wolf. That's right. So, background for the listeners: Mike and I lived together for four years. So. Like you said, we've known one another for over a decade, so this banter yeah. is, is normal. And some and some change when uh by the way, I drove out to first of all, I drove across country across the country for you. And Actually, I think last or I think two years at this time was when I made that drive. Factual, yeah. No, it's it's wild that we were we were digging it out of the dirt down there in Tampa, Florida, just trying to make a couple bucks. Yeah. I helped open up a bar and you were right. working in a cart barn. That's right. That's right. I remember that. I forgot you guys were like living together in Tampa. Um, right after COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah this would have been summer of 2020. Yeah, we spent a good two months together. Still have my uh, still have my towel from from Crunch Fitness in my trunk. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm sure because that if you have a spotless, because if, <laughs> if you have a towel in the gym, there's no COVID. So <laughs> that was the rule. That's right. Um, all right. So you obviously listen to the Cat Podcast. That's our most listened to podcast for obvious reasons not surprising yeah and i heard that you had some things that you wanted to uh get off your chest yes all right so i say that pissed you off (laughs) i'm just not like i'm I'm just not letting you get away i'm not letting (laughs) you get away with that take what take you keep saying that take tiger take what what did I say about Tiger? I got a teammate. Woohoo. So I'm I'm paraphrasing, but I think the quote was along the lines of I love golf, <clears throat> but I won't watch golf unless Tiger's playing. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why? You don't love you don't love golf, you love Tiger Woods. There's a difference. No, I don't love watching golf. I love watching Tiger play. But you don't love golf. You love Tiger Woods. I love playing golf. I love practicing golf. And I'll only watch it if Tiger Woods is playing. So you truly don't love golf then? That 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 is that's yeah. the take I'm not letting you get away with. Yeah, I don't I truly don't love golf. Okay. 
if, that, if that's if that's what you want to hear that, that's all I that's do, all but I, but I do it but then then what am i doing all day every day is it should i just do it nine to five and i'm gonna get the same kind of uh same kind of joy joy out of life if i'm not hitting balls in the range for three hours missing three footers in tournaments and and uh keep spending all my money to play Okay, one day Tiger Woods will not be playing this game anymore. Well, there was a right. few years he was never playing this game. Correct. So you're not going to watch golf ever. You said you said I didn't even wa- I wouldn't have watched the Masters unless Tiger played. I didn't watch that's, a that's single ridiculous. shot. I didn't watch a single shot of the Masters in uh, was it 2021? David, back in the, this is this is ridiculous. You you let this happen. You let this occur on a week to week basis on this show, dude. We are a golf podcast, and we don't touch on any of the tournaments besides besides what Tiger's been doing. So you're not a golf podcast. You're a Tiger Woods podcast. No, we're we're a golf lifestyle podcast, talking about what we're doing with our lives and our journey to professional golf and what. And basically, what the hell we're doing, and what problems, and what things I want to bitch about. Okay, so then, so Tiger doesn't get brought up then. Tiger gets brought up every week. Well, when we were doing the name, we were thinking of the name Jared. We were also thinking of calling it Mike's Therapy Session. <laughs> uh... That's true. That's true. It's, I mean, honestly, yeah, I do a lot of bitching on here. It makes me feel good. I listen back and I laugh at myself because I'm just fucking ridiculous with some of the things I say. Um, but yeah, I don't watch golf ever. I will say that this is a safe place and Mike can say whatever he wants, Jared, and that is okay by me. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Okay. But hold on. Hold on, David. David I will David. say. David, hold on. Hold on. Well, before you keep going, Jared, you need to realize that David is a lover and he'll love everybody. But David had some valid points, and, and David had some valid points on the Cat Podcast, and I was sitting in my car, white-knuckling the steering wheel, <laughs> yelling at, yelling at my, my radio because I had, two, someone I had two people. Side. Yeah, I had two people just spewing out nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. What, what nonsense? Like when I said Tiger is, Tiger is golf? You said Tiger Woods is the greatest champion to ever live. Well, that's a whole nother can of worms that we we won't. No, I said I said he's the greatest golfer of all time. I think it was Cap that mentioned that because I, I may have said something about Tom Brady, and then he's like, "Well, you can't even compare him to Tom Brady," which is that true? Which once again, that that's 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 we can leave that up for debate as far as greatest athlete of all time. He's definitely top three. I don't know if he's the greatest. Who? I I think Tiger. he, he oh, yeah. is arguably, and I say arguably, up there is the greatest. I don't. I, I got to think about it. My argument Go with my that, gut is just because of the golf background. I got to say, yeah. But well, yeah, it's obviously a little biased, but I'm saying my argument with Tiger Woods being the greatest athlete. Here's my argument: is you take away 2000 to 2010 from golf. You can take and the golf is not the same, but if you took 1990 to 2000, basketball is the same. If you took out 
any 10 years Tom Brady played, football is still the same. I'm saying what Tiger has done for the game of golf has made it so popular and so much bigger than it ever would have been if he didn't play. No, I agree. 100% I agree. Okay, so that's my argument. There's no doubt that he's transcendent the game, especially this this generation, no doubt. Um, but am I going to discredit the Roger Federer's of the world or the Michael Jordans or the no, no, no. Williams no, no, no. as far as greatest athletes? I don't know. Is Serena Williams your greatest uh, athlete of all time? I'm, I'm just talking about champions and athletes and people that transcend sports in their given sector. I feel you. No, I, I agree. I think Tiger's top five. He, he, you can argue the best player in any sport to be top five, to, to be number one, I, I mean. So, I need. I thought I thought you were going to come at me with more, with more heat. So, you just think I don't love golf. I, yeah, I'm not letting you get away with that, that take at all. <laughs> you, truly, you truly, you don't love golf, you love Tiger Woods. I love watching Tiger Woods. I love playing golf. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, all right. Th- that's all I needed to get that off my chest, Michael. I got I got a really good <laughs> analogy that I could say, but I don't think it's suitable for this podcast. <laughs> I think you should say it. I, I cannot. <laughs> no, I think you should say it. Uh, uh I'd rather not, <laughs> dude. You can't do that. So. I got one then for you, fellas. Does, does Tiger ever win? Not a major, but does he win another event ever again? I'd like to think so, but odds are no. But I would have said the same thing in 2017. True. No, that that completely changed um, my scope on Tiger Woods. I, I, I will never doubt that man ever again. He's like Tom Brady, dude. Like, once you think he's out, like, first of all, how is he still alive? Right. Right. Yes. So that's my only beef. That's my only beef with the take for for some people is um, everything that's happened in his life that's gone kind of awry has been self-inflicted. And then we build him up to be this, you know, this, uh, this Rocky type figure. Or where like life gave him, you know, a, a bad set, a bad hand. Where realistically, everything that negative that's occurred in his life has been self-inflicted. Yes or no? Hundred percent. So that's my yeah. only beef with with the take of he wasn't here in 2010 to 2012. He wasn't here in 2017, 2019. Well, yeah, because it was self-inflicted, right? Yeah, and he essentially got canceled in 2010. So I would say that's more. But why was he? I mean, we know why. So yeah, but but if you're going to sit here and say that all the morals of every of every athlete are pure, then you're you're crazy. No, no I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that well, in this sense, like you you really work. think you really think your favorite athlete of all time, LeBron James, is faithful to his wife? I know for a fact he's not. I can't speak on LeBron James. I don't know that story. Um, I don't know his life. I, I just know that, you know, some champions in go- the golf space have done it the right way, i.e. Jack Nicholas. 
greatest golfer of all time. All right, you can have that take. It's obviously not true, but it's fine. <laughs> he did, and if social media was around and we knew exactly what he was doing every time he walked out of the house, you think he was 100% faithful? Can't speak on that. I just know he's got 18 majors. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many wins though? And what are we talking about? I mean, how, how do we how do we define champions in the game of golf? How, how does the Hall of Fame wins. define champions? Wins, wins, and, wins. and pure dominance. Wins is one. Oh, he dominated it without winning too. I mean, he got so many second places. Right. Um, right. Okay. But then LeBron James. Are we going to count his uh, second places as successes? No, 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 not at all. But like, just talking about from like a competitive aspect, if you're not just if you're looking outside of victories, look at like overall performance, whether or not they won or not, then also look at what they did off the course as well too. Not but saying Jerry... Tiger Tiger's doing good shit off the course as well too. I mean, he started all these foundations, and he's got his TGR thing. He's do it now and amongst many other things that he's involved in as is Jack Nicholas. but I mean like those are all the tools that it takes to be a champion in no, but, the sport but of golf we're talking about just on the course and when you say champion I'm counting just wins I'm not counting second places sure because that is, a, that is a good argument but that should be the last argument well and let's talk about the era as well Right. Let's talk about the era. Who was in? Who was in Jack's era? Arnold. You say Arnold. Yeah, but Mike, Arnold, Mike Arnold, Arnold was ten years older than him. Yeah, but Rory's like ten years older, younger than Tiger. No, we're talking about champions. It, what champions were in Nicholas's era? Watson. I'll wait. Miller. Watson, Miller, um, Palmer. It was top heavy, yeah. Player Trevino, Wisecough, back early career of Greg Norman. I mean, the list goes on. Watson, Ray Floyd. No yeah, offense, but but I don't. But Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Els, Ernie Els, Sergio Garcia, like Adam Scott, great golfers. They Phil. don't fill. He, what Tiger did to Phil. Phil should have been the number one player for ten years in a row if it wasn't for Tiger. Phil would have Phil if it wasn't for Tiger. Phil would be considered. He'd probably have a lot more majors. He'd have a lot more tournament wins. I mean, what he's done, and then he's just made the game so much more diluted. I mean, you can you can tell me all these Hall of Famers, but we're not going to get that abundance of Hall of Famers anymore. We're going to get like the guy, the one and done guys, the one win guys, the the maybe, maybe someone gets the ten wins now. I mean, there's there's just so many new and uh, great talents like all over the world now. Yeah, even even in even in like 2013 though. Well, I could sit here and say, well, if it if it wasn't for Arnold Palmer and Lee Trevino and Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus would have 30 majors. Right. So Yeah, but you just named you just named three or four guys and I named one. But you're talking about major wins. And 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 
denying somebody championships. There was one guy. There was one guy. One guy, albeit he was very, very dominant. There's one guy Phil Mickelson had to worry about. Or there's one guy Tiger had to worry about, and it was Phil. Jack had to worry about four, five, six, seven of them that were tried and true, test, battle tested. I mean, fighting era, I think you need to measure the dominance of the era instead of comparing eras. Because when you start comparing eras, it's they're so different. Like everything is so different. They they literally change golf courses to quote unquote tiger proof them. I mean it, it's like when you when you start comparing like it's like when people com- compare Jordan and LeBron. I'm just gonna keep going back to this because I think it's the most comparable um situation. Both are dominant, right? Like LeBron's been dominant for almost twenty years and then Jordan was dominant for like eighteen years, but Jordan didn't let other people win anything. Like every like from nineteen from nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety eight, there was no one else. No one was winning a championship. So I'm saying like, what Tiger's done throughout his career, he's won what twenty three percent of his events. Um, he's he's tied for most PGA or uh, professional wins ever. It it's just. He's dominated the game so much that it's almost like you really can't compare who they played against because we really – if it wasn't for Tiger, there could have been five or six other guys that could have careers like Lee Trevino, Arnold Palmer, and um, all the other guys you mentioned. Yeah, you're not wrong. And that's what's, that's what's great about the debate. Um, and, and, you know, just fun to talk about. Like you said, it's hard to compare eras, but, man, it would have been fun for both of them to be in the same area just to, just to, oh, see, sure. just to see who, who, would, who would win. Um, but speaking of, speaking of Nicholas, I, you see the article that came out, I think, yesterday or two days ago where the Live Golf Tour offered him $100 million to be the spokesperson where he came out and said that. I don't love golf, so I didn't see it, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> David, David, as a commissioner of a of an event and a tour, what what are your thoughts on that? I think that he should not do it because the PGA Tour has given him a lot, and although, like, I do have beef and some issues with what the PGA Tour does. I think that the Saudi league is not the answer. And I think he's good staying in his lane, just doing what he's doing right now. That's my opinion. Mike, can we talk Saudi league? What What are your thoughts? My thoughts are Jack Nicholas owes the PGA tour nothing. I think okay. if, if anyone, if anyone's benefited off of each other, the PGA tour has more off Jack Nicholas than Jack Nicholas has been off the PGA Tour. And it's just like moving jobs and it's just like um, I don't know, man. It, it's do you, like, do you want the bag or not? Do you want, like, I, I'm tired of listening to like all these people talk about how it's about like the human rights thing and it's about what they believe in and it's like, yo, Nike has sweatshops in, in China. What are we talking about? Right. I see so Nike, you, so, so I see Nike commercials all over. 
Right. The hot button issue is, is the morality, the moral compass of, of the money. Where, where does it come from? Um, so I guess my analogy would be, and you guys can attest to this as well, playing mini tour golf. Um, have you guys ever signed a scorecard and then, you know, gone to the tour tournament director and asked them where the money came from? Yes or no. no. It's never, that's never been asked in the history of mini tour golf. Where does the money, where, where are you getting the money from? No, never. At least I, I've never heard of it. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. The, the odd occasion of actually we need to find money. So in this case, Mike, I'm on the same page as you where I'm a college kid just graduating um, you know, I'm a top 50 player in the world, amateur ranking. Do I want to, you know, maybe get in a corn ferry, maybe get in a PGA tour event right out of college in the summer and then have to go to corn ferry tour prequal and then spend $5,500 on that and potentially not have a tour to play on or, you know, Greg Norman comes knocking and says, Hey, here's X amount of dollars come join our league. I mean, you guys know it's a no brainer. Well, it's like, uh, it's like the NBA. If they say anything about China, China threatens to pull their money, but we know China is not the best country in the world. And there's no questions asked when LeBron James is signing, signing his check, signing his contract. Right. Yeah. So why, why is everyone, I mean, the only the only reason people are talking about this morality bullshit is because the PGA Tour is just scared to lose all their guys, and they they're pumping all these articles out through Golf Digest and Golf dot com, talking about how rival leagues have never been good for the game, any sport, and like all this other bullshit. And it's like competition has always been good for everyone. Like monopolies aren't good. We've learned that, and the PGA Tour right now is a monopoly. Yeah, the, the, there there needs to be some parity amongst uh, golf organizations for sure. Um, you know, having experience with one of the organizations, it's definitely a tough road. Um, do those guys make a, a bad living? No, not at all. But getting there and, and funding your way there as an independent contractor, I am definitely um, I'm definitely pro player on this one and and as a 1099 i think i think those guys should have the right to you know be granted a release and go go play a live golf event if they like because they are independent contractors and there's there shouldn't be ramifications if they if they do go play yeah i think it's kind of petty that the pga tourists will uh like take away all the rights to the to their memberships if they go over and play I think that's pretty like a lot petty. Why? Uh, why was it never an issue when someone wanted to go play a European tour event? Why yeah. was that never an issue, and now it's an issue? Right. I mean, my, my. I guess this is just speculation, but you know, the the the, the DP World Tour never posed a threat to the PGA Tour. If I, if I were to speculate, so I don't know the facts, but 
I'm not sure why it would be okay to go play an event on the DP World Tour and then live golf comes knocking and all of a sudden we're going to shut the door. Yeah, and I mean, watch and like watching this all play out and what's happened to Phil and I've read what he's what he said and um, I didn't see anything wrong with anything that he said. It was all just like, yeah, you never know. Like if you get paid to do something else, like why wouldn't you consider that? Like that's basically what he's talking about. And then you have all these guys on tour basically saying like, oh yeah, what he said wasn't great, but like you never know. And I think even Tiger said something like that, which kind of pissed me off. It's it's like, I I just don't understand. I just don't, I just don't understand the big issue of all this. Well, it's the morality. It's the moral compass piece of it. It's where is this money coming from? I get that. I get that. But there's a, there's a PGA tour developmental tour in China. Yes, there is. We're not so, near Well, there was, but I'm just saying, like, yes. if you're going to, like, you can't play the morality game if you're doing the bullshit, too. And you can't, you can't run, you can't run Nike commercials. You can't run, like, all this bullshit on Golf Channel or on uh, PGA Tour commercials if you're such a moral, like, moral person or moral company or. Um, what, what what are they a nonprofit organization? Like, come on, Correct. what are we doing? Correct. Correct. Yeah, I mean they're they're protected in a way because of that, and it's very interesting the timing of when those comments came out that the players' championship is right around the corner, and and all of a sudden they found, you know, they found all this money and pumped it into that purse, and you know, good for Cam Smith for for getting you know making the bag in essence and earning that i think that's it's more than deserved i i definitely think that pj tour players um that the top end guys are not getting what they're worth but that's that's my opinion yeah i mean the pj i mean we've talked about this on this podcast but the pj tour really caters to their top guys which is not a problem but then, like the other 140 guys who have full status or are fighting to keep their card, kind of really don't get much. And then, then even more so, like with the Corn Ferry, Canada, Latin America, and whatever, there's just no trickle down. And there's no um, like my thing is like why why doesn't all this money like the FedEx is putting up 20 million dollars for one event or for I guess four events? Um, where does that come from? Like why? Why is no one asking these questions? Because the last time I remember, it was like a ten million or a five million dollar prize, like when it first started, and now it's all the way up to twenty. I just, I don't really understand that. It's inflation, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I think we're all in the same wavelength on this podcast, where we are all very um, pro player, just being players ourselves, and. And going through the process and you two are still you know currently grinding away at it and and whatever we can do it as a whole um to create more opportunities for the younger generation i'm on board with and if that means we have competing tours i think that's great um i i, I think that 
we are thinking about this in the present, but we need to really be thinking about this five, seven years down the road because eventually this narrative is going to blow over and it's going to be an accepted tour and there's going to be teams and it's going to be run like the F1 and I think it's going to pick up steam. And in my opinion, what's going to happen is they're going to start poaching these kids, these top amateurs. You know, okay, uh, we'll use this as an example. Rory, you don't want to play my tour. Well, the number one ranked amateur in the world may. And then two, three, four years down the road, he's going to be a household name. And then now what? Okay, he's still going to be able to play the four majors. Um, By that time, maybe they'll have world ranking points. I know right now they don't. They're considered exhibitions, but if they get the world ranking points intact and these guys can earn those and they can get exempt into the Masters and the U.S. Opens, PGAs, British Opens, like, buckle up, you know, buckle up. But it's, like I said, anything anything we can do to create more opportunities for professional golf, I'm on board with. There's so much money being pumped into golf now. There's no reason why there shouldn't be more tours, and especially with how many people are playing. There, sh- there should be more more everything, more opportunity to, to play professionally, more money to be made. I mean, there's a reason why people chase uh, – people travel around to play in state opens instead of mini tours is because they're actually getting sponsors, and you're basically paying – less to to win more like i'm i just played in a uh state open in scottsdale it was like 690 or 700 and the winner gets i think the winner gets twenty thousand. and then i'm playing in a mini tour event in two weeks and the it was like a thousand dollars to get in and the winner gets ten thousand so right right but but you also get a pga tour exemption if you win so there's a little bit more incentive there it's i don't know it's there's just a lot of a lot of things that are changing. Um, obviously, there's no Hooters tour anymore, but you, golf's basically like what like what's the best bang for your buck? Yeah, and if there's if there's guaranteed money for you know guys coming out of college, guys on the mini tours, guys maybe on the back end of their careers, Corn Ferry Tour, like. I mean, it's really a no-brainer. So, yeah, the the stars are getting the attention right now because they're all saying no because they've made their money. But you know, go go uh, you know, go pull the the Corn Ferry Tour players and ask them if they would go play the the Live Golf Tour um, at the drop of a pin. I I think I think the answer is a little different than what we've been hearing in the media for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and uh, and D- DM me at Mike Wolf Golf, and I'll play a live <laughs> event. Um, I'm hey, sure at Michael David play, Hey, David, Michael play the pro am. <laughs> Michael play the pro am. Yeah, yeah. Michael play the pro am. Yeah, my, my I, people I, I contact will, your people. There's an appearance <laughs> fee. Just, just I will know. say, if the Live Golf Tour or Live Golf League were to contact the Cloverdale Open about certain things. <laughs> Bring the live golf tour to America. That's what we're they saying. are. Yeah. They're, they're coming. They're coming to America. They're they're playing the I think Chicago, Florida. They're they're playing um, Trump courses. But I think it'll be fun to watch it. I think there's going to be some growing pains for sure. The year one, but 
you know, come year two, three, I think the, the tour will flourish and they'll get it down. The team golfing will be fun, fun to watch. And it's funny, kind of full circle, you talk about not wanting to watch golf currently unless Tiger's playing. Like maybe maybe this is something that will interest the, the casual fan that only turns it on when Tiger's playing. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. There's a, there's a few reasons I don't watch it because uh, one is the announcers just make me want to blow my brains out because every time someone hits a good shot, they show the guy swinging in slow-mo and they explain all the things that the golfer is trying to do in this swing. And it just drives me insane. Cause I'm like, that's seven things he's thinking about it. It kind of reminds me of uh, that story. Doug told, or was it Zach Bates that told us this? Like one of the guys in the team had like a note card of his swing thoughts and there was like 15 swing thoughts on this yeah. note card. But like, that's one part. And then they only show, they really only show good shots. And so like there'd be times I'd be playing with my dad and I'd hit one bad shot and he'd be like, pros don't do that. And I'd be like, you're an idiot to think, to think that pros don't hit bad shots because they're showing the guy who's playing the best the best of his capability that week, but next week he might miss the cut or shoot 85. So right. that kind of drives me nuts as well. I understand that people want to watch good golf, but you, if they if they showed the guys that were on the verge to miss the cut, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting perspective, especially I've kind of transitioned into more golf business side at this point point in my life and in, in instructional piece and like you said the the amount of amateurs that i have come to me with the same same mentality or, or expectation level where like if they miss an eight footer it's the end of the world where you have to remind them like hey from eight feet on tour the one one putt percentage is like 54 percent so 50 out of 100 pj tour players are making this putt um, but what are a hundred out of a hundred not doing most of the time? They're not three putting. So when it comes to just lowering scores, yeah, we don't have to be perfect, but like you said, the PGA tour or, or what we watch on TV every weekend, week out, we're seeing the best players in the world playing their best golf. So we have a skewed perception of, of the professional golfer. Yeah. And another thing that they do is, when a player is playing well, like for example, when Matt Wolf was was playing well, and he, I think he's won two events. They were like praising his golf swing and praising how he does it for his own. And then the last few weeks, he, I think last week he played well, but there was like a three or four week stretch where he couldn't break eighty. And I heard a bunch of people, or I saw a bunch of people on Twitter and Instagram, and I heard um, some stuff on Golf Channel about how he should change his swing, and I'm. I'm just like you guys are. You guys are exhausting. Like it, it's it just blows my mind with you know, all these like bullshit narratives that they just kind of pump out. I don't know. Like just the golf world in general is just kind of like sus to me. So that's why I don't yeah. love golf, Jared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's coming from a golf lover right there. Well, I mean, honestly, dude, I, you you see, I mean, you obviously follow me on Instagram and stuff. Like I, I post a lot and I. I, I do all this bullshit to like gain followers. And, and if I read to you, my DMS, you would just laugh. You're like, why do you, why do you even keep doing it? But you know, like I, 
I kind of run a business through it, but it's all negative bullshit to, from guys who probably can't even break 90. And so it's, it's tough to love the golf world when you're getting a bunch of negative shit. So, yeah, man, keep doing your thing. I mean, it's definitely a value add and you know, if you can grow the game or, or and grow, grow your game or grow the game and then grow your brand in the process, like it's a win-win. So, you know, you'll remember the, the, few negative comments and then we'll kind of forget about the positive but no i think you're doing the right thing 100 percent. oh i mean the negative shit doesn't even phase me anymore I'm so calloused up but um we don't need to grow the game anymore it's hard enough to get a tea time now so can we stop doing that yeah, no kidding <laughs> it's fucking annoying dude uh, we just gotta make more more golf courses you know all right well, dave get on that because Dream Country Golf Company is going to get into golf course design. Where? (laughs) Dream Country Golf. Oh, oh, that's your brand. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Come on. Mm -hmm. If you guys need a golf lover, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, (laughs) I, I think the next time I pop on here, it needs to be the three of us. Plus cat little reunion. Yeah, I agree. We'll get cat on, and, and let's do it we live. Do it, Mike. Let's do a live podcast. What, what does that mean? Like where we're all in the same room. Oh fuck! We could probably do that. Let's let's yeah, go. I'm hey, plan it David, out. David, you know where we're doing it, right? We're doing it. We're doing it in America's America's home of golf. The milk. Oh, Pinehurst. Pinehurst. We got to go to Pinehurst and do it. It's only right. If we can get Cap up there and we will go over, we will. You don't have to twist his arm to go to Pinehurst. Then Mike, we'll get you. We'll we'll do another uh, pro am appearance. We'll get you a plane ticket and we'll get you to Pinehurst. Yeah, just just contact my people and uh, I'll be in touch. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I know you mentioned you wanted to talk about college golf, but oh, um, or, just or just, just, a, wanna, just like, a side note, just a side note, because this what is today May uh, May eighteenth, I believe Tuesday, um, or no Wednesday, Wednesday May eighteenth. Just a side note, I was scrolling through social media and I did see um, USGA ruling of a couple Bearcat golfers that, you know, the rule is the rule, but it was a little suspect. So we just want to touch on that. You know, heart goes out to those two guys that unfortunately got disqualified for um, an illegal or or a non-conforming club. So just wanted to shout out to those guys. Keep grinding. Tough way to lose a match, but the rules of golf are the rules of golf. So, I, I still don't understand how anyone knows that rule or why that would even be a rule, but there's a lot of dumb rules in golf. What's the weirdest ruling you guys have ever had? What's bizarre ruling? Hmm. Or or that you've seen? Um... I don't know, man. I haven't had that many I've weird seen, ones. I mean, I've seen so much now that it's hard to just kind of like nothing's like everything seems normal now on the golf course. Right. Um, 
Oh, I actually have one, unless, Dave, you want to go first. No, you go ahead. All right, I was playing a uh, – this is like five years ago, five or six years ago, but I was playing a G-Pro event, and we were driving carts. And I was driving my cart, and I see my ball, but we're going down a hill, and the hill was a little wet. And I try to slam on the brakes so I don't hit my ball. And I kind of skid, and I – Basically, the ball was resting up against the tire, and we didn't know if we should move the cart or like call the rules official. And they told me, since I was driving the cart, I have to take a penalty. But if someone else is driving the cart, there'd be no penalty. Yep, that's why I never, I never like driving the cart because of that. Oh my goodness, it's nuts. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is so weird. I was like, that's well, fucking ridiculous. I don't think it's a penalty now. If you're looking for your golf ball, like there's no penalty if you step on it. No, of course not. The rules have definitely gotten better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, so they're, I, they're evolving. I got a weird yeah. ruling that happened to me. I was playing with Keith Mitchell actually at Forest Oaks in a G Pro. This is probably like 2016 ish, 2015 ish. Um. Anyways, I picked my ball up. We were playing lift clean in place in closely known areas. I picked my ball up because I was in the fairway. Thought I was in the fairway, but like from one angle, it looked like I was in the fairway. The other angle, it didn't look like I was in the fairway. I ended up taking the penalty because like basically I was like, all right, whatever. Like I, I just don't want to like kind of compromise myself. But looking back on it, like the rule as I said, it was lift clean in place in closely mown areas. So technically that was a closely mown area. So like I gave myself a penalty. Well, the rules official gave me a penalty as well too, um, <laughs> where I shouldn't have gotten it in hindsight, but it wouldn't have mattered anyways. So I am seed by like a million. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think, like you said, the rules are progressing. Um, you still, I feel like you have to have a PhD to play the game as far as knowing the rules, and that's that's kind of a turnoff to beginners to to kind of scare them away. To where if we just kind of had a little more simplicity and the overarching governing body didn't make it so complicated, that I think even more people would would play at least competitively, but. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, just wanted to touch on that. I know that happened. I think it happened yesterday, and it's just a tough look. But you know, big Bearcats fan through and through. So, yeah. Um, can I make a rule? Make up a rule right now. What's that? If you can't get the ball airborne in four out of five shots, you shouldn't be allowed on the golf course. <laughs> I don't mind that rule. Dave? <laughs> well, my mother, is, my mother is starting to play golf, actually, more consistently now. So, like, she picked it up a few times, and that was kind of who she was. But now she's, like, starting to practice and stuff, and now um, she is able to get the ball airborne, like, almost every time. But – seeing that like the first time she went out again this year it was like two or three weeks ago and she was struggling a bit like that 
Um, yeah, there's got to be like certain times where that's allowed because she was playing in like a nine hole ladies league where like they just pick up and like keep moving if that's the case. So, yeah, I mean, within restrictions and looking back on it, like when I was raised how to play golf and I was still in the like nymph phase of like hitting it and also learning the rules at Meadowlinks. I don't know if you ever went there or not. Mike, but I used to go there a shit ton um, back when I was like nine, ten. Before I went, spent a lot of time at Clovernook, but they taught me like the rules of golf, as well as like, yeah, just basically golf IQ on top of like how to get the ball airborne, and like we would have that time where we would practice that. So, yeah. To wrap that, all that up, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm surprised you agree. I thought I was going to get you on that. <laughs> no, and, and the PGA of America is doing a great job with the, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of Op 36, but it's it's based towards that and it's level system. And, you know, level one is, I think, tw- you start at 25 yards away from the hole. So every hole is a par three or a part, you know, whatever the par is for that uh, specific hole. And you got to shoot 36 on nine holes to be able to move back to level two, you know, level two, 75 yards, level threes, we'll call it whatever, 115. And then you move back until you, you hit your set of tees. So, you know, if you're a beginner, it's maybe the forward tees. If you're a little older, it could be the middle tees. If you're, you know, uh, become a seasoned golfer it could be the back tees but that way there's a progression and it it doesn't kill the flow of of the round and, and kill the flow of the you know the golf course as a whole because there are times where you know beginners or, or folks that maybe shouldn't that aren't completely ready to be out on the golf course are and it pace of play becomes an issue so you know, the, the PJ of America is doing a great job with, with the op 36 stuff. So I got to give a shout out where, where, where credits do there. Well, can you bring the PJ of America out to California? Because I don't know if they know all this <laughs> because there's a few public courses around where I live and there's a track, but I've played there three times. And every time I played there, I quit after nine holes because it took two and a half to three hours. Yeah, yeah, and if you go in and, and complain, the the pros are gonna tell you the same thing. Like, hey, we are we are booked wall to wall, and whether you like it or not, like it's it's good for business. Oh, I know, and that's that's kind of where we're at right now in the golf industry, where the demand is so high to play the game, and the supply, which is time, is limited now. Where like pre-COVID it was the exact opposite where all golf courses had were times and there was a lack of players and it's completely flipped and the PGA of America is kind of playing catch up in my opinion but you know that's a topic for another day but yes Mike I, I, I get where you're coming from I, I hear it every day <laughs> oh, I, wasn't Ohio like one of the few places that well, Florida didn't quite shut down but Ohio was like on lockdown but the golf courses were open right like yeah i think for the most part that's even 
even in North Carolina, I think typically, you know, keeping flag sticks in, you're not taking golf carts, but you could you could roll the ball out and go play for sure. Yeah, okay. North Carolina was the same way. I remember because I like kind of bounced around back and forth from place to place there. California um, was like that too. Golf courses were open. Yeah. Or, or deemed essential. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but like some courses like made you wear a mask and you just didn't go to those golf courses. You had to wear a mask when you played? On some places, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you boys before before I hop no off. Comment. I got a question for the pod for the podcast hosts here. When are you guys or have you thought about doing some video? Start start going the the video route. YouTube, whatever you know, form of video you want to go. You know, Mike, I know you're you're creative on Instagram. Like, have you guys thought about that? We've just been moving for the around listeners a lot, at home. Like, for the we, listeners we, at home, is there anything up and coming that we need to know about? We've been moving around a lot. We've we've talked about that though. Um, we'd like to get that up and going, but we're like, this is still new. I mean, we're like. We're still less than nine months into this thing. And so, like, the way I see it is, like, this thing, if it's a life, it's not even born yet. It's still, like, in the womb. So we're having fun with it, and, like, that's something we'd like to do. Um, right now, we're just kind of trying to promote it, uh, have guys like you on, and then also have uh, – we're gonna, we're doing start, – starting to do giveaways now as well. So kind of like what Mike said in the last podcast – um, you subscribe, write a review on any of the platforms and take a screenshot of it and send it to us. We'll send you a shirt, uh, a podcast shirt. Uh, we're going to do some like head cover giveaways for Dreamcatcher, as well as some like activewear that we have now amongst, uh, some polos. Um, so yeah, a bunch of like, uh, cool knickknacks we're going to give away and, uh, Maybe have some sponsors kind of help out as well too in the future. So, heck yeah, yeah. heck yeah. Just, that's kind of where our heads at, Mike. If I missed anything or or kind of stepped over or anything, just feel free to um, do your thing. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. We we don't have a set day when we do this. We're both very busy. I'm moving around. I'm. I know I'm moving around a ton i mean you never know with golf schedules plus i don't want to have to bring a million things with me to every every tournament site and like i'm in i'm in my hotel room now and like i we're, we're just doing this like off airpods i mean i have i have a mic i don't want to make like i just don't want to make this like too complicated and uh the the platform you use anchors like the easiest thing in the world, all you got to do is just download the app and then just hop on and talk. But video would be cool. It's just, it's just a lot, man. And I already do a lot of the editing on the on the audio. I can't even imagine what video would be like. And um, I think that just kind of ties into the podcast name, the traveling athlete, because I feel like every time we do this, we're both of us are at a different something like we're either in ohio or california arizona florida um i mean my 
June schedule is going to be nuts. So, and I know last week we didn't even put one out because we had so much shit going on. So it, yeah, it's just, um, open week. yeah, exactly. And like I was in Cincinnati for the weekend and then I was in Palm Springs for the rest of the week. And David was running the Corvinook open. So like right now we're just trying to like gather some traction and kind of find what we're going to talk about. And, um, I know we talk about like a lot of like our stuff, but um, I've heard some good feedback from some of the people that follow me and some friends. So whatever we're doing is it, good because we're slowly gaining listeners um, week by week. So, I mean, I think right now we're averaging about 50. So I can't complain about that, but. Thank you yeah. to all of those 50 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so I, 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 I listen to you guys and, and, and I'm a fan as well. And, and yeah, any, any traveling athlete, uh, notification I get, I'm, I'm on it. So I, I just, you know, from a fan perspective, listening perspective, like, you know, I just, I want, I want more of it. So whether it's vlogs or, or, or giveaways, like I'm, I'm on board. So. You guys have been you guys have been killing it and and happy to be a small part of of the journey. Thanks, man. Hey, Jared. Yes. My kids paid to say that anchor stuff too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I actually had to pay to be on this podcast, listeners. So uh. <laughs> I had to pay Mike. Well, he, he only played the pro am though. You can't. La- Last thing I'll say is his hey David his nickname is Pro Am. <laughs> Moving forward, listeners at home, it's it. Mike Pro Am Wolf. His old Pro Am. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I just try to make the yeah. appearance when I when I can, and you know, just I'll show I'll show up when the when the money's available, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, good old PA. Anyway, last thing I'll say. Last thing I'll say about uh, what we were just talking about, like with the podcast, um, we are open to ideas about talking points as well. So, if you listen to something that we talk about, Jared, feel free to hit me up and be like, "Yo, you guys should talk about this." Like, I'm I'm fighting every week trying to think about what to talk about. I'm like, I have a lot of interesting shit. Like just, I mean, just being around a golf course, you just see a lot of interesting stuff and then playing in tournaments and you just get some stories. I mean, I'm just trying to make it as interesting as possible. And I know you guys think that I'm this, you know, huge deal apparently, but well, hell, we're Mike, open to talk you, about Mike, whatever. If you, watch, if you watch golf, we could do like a recap. We could do a recap oh, too sounds, every now and then too. Yeah. That sounds boring. <laughs> Because uh, that makes wanna, sense, right? I don't, I don't, don't want to see Victor Hovland par to win and him cry and tell me about how it's been so tough for him and all this bullshit. I want to. I'd rather see someone who who wins a PJ Tour Latin America Tour or PJ Latin America Tour, and I want to hear their journey. I don't want to hear these millionaires talk about the gr- the grind that they're going through. Let's make let's make it happen, boys. Uh, I'm all ears. Yes, sir. But uh, but yeah. So 
for you, Jared, and whoever's listening. If you guys ever have ever want us to talk about anything, just slide us a DM, and, and we'll probably talk about it. Well, good deal. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. And hang on, we got one more thing. Would you rather, Mike? You got any would you rather swim? I have a dumb one, but do you have any good ones? Well, we'll just ask him the classic ones. What is this? A quiz? No, we do this. At, it, Jared, Jared obviously doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, at least we do not all the to the end. <laughs> yeah, glad you don't listen to the last ten minutes. No, I, I turned it off after the last ad read. Sorry. No, I, I only stay for the pro am. I don't stay for the whole event. <laughs> You didn't have enough money in the budget this year, man. Sorry. <laughs> Would you, you rather – you have a putt to win a match, a golf tournament, just 18th hole to win it all. Would you rather have an uphill putt or a downhill putt? Oh, man. Uh, uphill right to lefter. Uphill right to lefter. Okay. He has spoken. Mike, he's on your side, buddy. Yeah, well, my actually would you rather was very similar to that because we we asked the hard-hitting questions here at the traveling athlete. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like waiting for someone. I was like, wait, is that it? <laughs> no, because like I played on I played on Bermuda Greens, and would you guys, if you have like a uphill putt, would you rather go into the green or down green? Probably down grain because it wouldn't move as much. If it's just straight into the grain? Down and I'm saying down grain, it wouldn't move as much. Into the grain, the thing could rip across the hole or do whatever. Start yeah, bouncing on you. I feel that. What are like the good ones we had before? Um you're the you... would you rather guy over here. Yeah. Would you rather play a course, or would you rather play all par fives or all par threes for the rest of your life? Par threes. Par threes. Me too. Mm-hmm. There's so many par- good par threes. Like you, you remember the par threes. You don't remember the par fives typically. Doug does. Think of the first par three. What's the first par three that comes to your head? Go. Sawgrass Calusa Pines number three. Okay, Calusa Pines. Uh, what was yours, Wolf? Sawgrass. Okay, mine was uh, Pebble Beach number, what is it, six out there on or whatever it is seven. on the seven. seven yeah. You know, M- like. Mine was the at the Cardinal Club where I made a hole in one. <laughs> That's right. And you were on the tee box. Witnessed it. <laughs> on the hardest part through ever. Yes, With that's the, right. Yeah. All right, what's, what's, the, what's the first par five you think of? Cloverneck number one. <laughs> oh, that's. Shameless plug. The worst par five. Shameless plug. He's like, he's like, first time the Cleverneck Open. No, I, I, dang, I can't even think of one right now. Now you just have me, now you have me thinking of like Cleverneck number, number what, four, five? Exactly. Yeah. Guyenne Country Club number one doesn't count at Marshall's Invitational. Okay. Oh, God. By the way, that's a, that's a good rule. Well, I said par fives because you can hit every club. Like you're gonna hit your driver, well, you're gonna. I gotta say, I played Pebble Beach this in March, 
And my favorite hole out there is probably number six, the par five. Okay. I, over I over 18? Yeah, it's such a cool shot because, like, you got a man up and hit it down the fairway. and Like, you could easily, like, if you push it a little bit right, you could easily go in the, like, miss it in the rough or even go in the, in the bay. And that, that shot, second shot into the green is so far uphill. Oh, oh that's God. the uphill nice. one where, where yeah. Tiger, that like famous Tiger shot. See, Jared, I, I love golf. Much respect for that shot. So much respect right. for that shot. So there's like there's a caveat to that. Then the par five talk, like every get every par five you guys just mentioned, you can go for it in two. Don't give me a par five where you have to lay up. Oh, I agree. But like, also, don't give me a, don't give me a par three where I have to hit something over a hybrid or a two iron. Oh, it's so like all of Florida. I like, don't, don't know, man. I don't dude, know. Like, if you have to hit a three wood on a par three, it's a par four. Yeah, it's like every Florida on par a, three on a cold, windy day. No, if it, if it just so happens to be blowing into your face and you got the cap, three the cap for par threes should be two thirty five. Dude, that can be three wood easily. For who? For me. <laughs> <laughs> Move up a tee box, bud. Dude, <laughs> you you come play you come play Cardinal at CCNC, or you come play Dogwood number eight in the dead of winter with me when it's blowing twenty twenty five into your face. I'd rather do it else. <laughs> yeah, Car- Cardinal. I've only played Cardinal out there. It's that's that's a tough golf course. Yeah. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the long par threes out there. There's just not that many ones that are long. Like number eight is two thirty. Um, what about the one early on the, on the Cardinal? There's there's one like is it maybe three over the water? Like that's yeah. only like a five or six iron usually. <clears throat> Sometimes okay. seven iron. Uh, seven's the same thing. It's like a seven or six iron. <laughs> 12, 7, or 6 iron. 17 is like a 4 or 5 iron. Um, all good sets of par threes, though. So, David, it sounds like what you're saying is we need to go to Pinehurst, the three of us plus Cap, and we'll play We'll play a money game. 36 holes at CCNC. And, um, yeah, winner take on. Done. Done. Let's do it. Oh, man. Jared, right, how, can, how can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at how we doing one H of W I E D O I N number one. How we doing one? Nice. Heck yeah. Very, very active on social media, just like Mike Wolf. Yep. Very active. And Mike, I. Hopefully, I'll see you in, in about a month and a half, my friend. Yeah, I'll let you know. I might be playing an event in Texas around that time, but I'll, I'll okay. let you know. Well, ho- hopefully, I, hopefully, I'll see you in July. <laughs> I know you're not that active on social media. <laughs> dude, Dave, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I found that so funny. But... <laughs> Last post, 2019.
Uh, All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. See you. Thanks, man. You too. Take care. Be well. Peace. Mike, let's plug it and get out of here. Yep. Follow at Traveling Athlete Pod. Remember to give us five stars, write a review. We'll send you a free T-shirt. Just DM me your screenshot of you doing that, and then we'll take it from there. Then follow me at Mike Wolf Golf on Instagram and TikTok. And David, finish her off. Instagram accounts, David Wetterick and Dreamcatcher Golf Co. And as well as YouTube channel, Dreamcatcher Golf Co. Check it out. We got a multitude of stuff. Uh, should be coming out with a Clovernick Open recap video of the week. And uh, yeah, once again, like, share, subscribe, write us a review, take a screenshot, send it to us. We'll give you a shirt, some free stuff. Um, be on the lookout for some giveaways in our future podcasts as well, too. I love Thank it. Thank you for listening. Right, Thank you all. I'll talk to you. Time. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good, brother. Oh, shit. Yeah. Have a good night. We got to do it again, dude. Look the lens Peace. cap off.